0: Thanks again for listening. I hope this broadcast will make an impact on your life so that you'll never look at your workplace the same again. Let's get to today's show. You've tuned into the fastest one hour in Christian talk radio. Hey, have you joined the I Work For Him Nation? Have you made that commitment to start praying for your coworkers and employees by name each and every day? The I Work For Him Nation has a challenge out there. We're looking for Christ followers in workplaces across the nation to make the commitment to pray for their coworkers and employees by name each and every day. To pray with people when you notice that their countenance is down, when they walk into their office and they just look down. Hey, how can I pray for you how can i pray for you today you know what maybe i could just pray for you pray with you right now would that be okay that's the kind of relationships we're looking to develop in the workplace we're also looking for i work for m nation members to commit to serving those that they work with to look for ways to befriend those they work with so that they've got an opportunity to share the gospel with their co-workers. It may never happen in the workplace, but boy, when you get people relaxed and around the dinner table... That's what you have. You have an opportunity to really show how Jesus has made an impact on your life. But all along, we're looking for people in the I Work For Nation to be the best, the brightest, the most outstanding employees of excellence in any business across the globe. Because Jesus Christ has made an impact on your life, and your life has never been the same since you met Jesus. And if that's the case, everything about you should be changing, including your attitudes, your actions, your efficiency, and your excellence in your workplace. That's what I work for him is all about. You and me recognizing that our workplace, it's our mission field. And in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Romans 12, 2 reminds us of our commitment that we need to allow a paradigm shift of change in our attitudes, in our actions, in our minds. Don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person By changing the way you think, it's all about change. We need to change, not the kind of change that politicians try to bring, the kind of change that only Jesus can bring. And that kind of change can go into our workplace. Hey, today we got a a special repeat guest on the show today, Jeff Ruby with Red Rock Leadership. Today we're talking, we're tackling a topic that many people, whether you're involved in a church, whether you're involved in a small business, you need to tackle these topics. Personally, you need to tackle these topics. The two topics we're going to deal with today, and I don't know how we're going to cover them all in just a one-hour show, but we're talking about core values and mission statements and the impact on how you lead, whether it's your personal life or your business life. Jeff Ruby with Red Rock Leadership, welcome back to I Work For Him.
1: Thank you. Good to be here,
0: Jim. All right. Now, you, you were frantically writing notes coming up to the show. I was hoping that you had a great story you wanted to open up with. Did you have, Is that what you were working on?
1: I always have a great story. Do you? Okay.
0: All right. So before you get to that great story, though, as a man of God, as a husband to Tracy and a father to two daughters, which I don't remember their names, and I'm sorry, how have you seen God working in in your life recently to help you reflect the image of God to those women in your life?
1: I, um, you know, there's a situation that comes to mind that I I would love to share. And by the way, it's Aaron and Katie. Aaron and Katie. All right. And uh, so we we do we do training at our training center four eight times a month depending and i i support a pastor in paraguay i i god uses me to work with a pastor in paraguay and uh, i've been doing it for 5 years and really became fast friends with uh, with this pastor a few years back and 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 we we really rely upon each other's friendship for quite a bit now but anyway uh, he's doing a lot of work in the community down there And recently, you know, I'm gonna try to button the story up. Try to keep you got time. You're good. Okay. Uh, So recently, he's been doing a lot with archery. And it's big in this country, in, in Paraguay, archery is. But it's reserved more for uh, people who are a little bit more wealthy. And uh, what he's done is he's he's found a way to uh, make arrows and make bows. And then what he's doing is he's bringing in the youth. These are uh, um, young adults ranging from 17 to 22, 23 years old, are really getting an interest in this archery club. Well, he got contacted by the the local radio station, and he went on the radio, or went on the uh, TV, and they they did an interview with him, and um, did this 14-minute interview, and really got national attention in his country for this, so it's really a big thing for the church. It's huge. Well, I had woke up um, maybe about three, four weeks ago, and just had that feeling like, I don't, you know, Lord, am I really? Am I really? Is this really for me? As, you know, should I continue with this? I don't know why I had this feeling, and it just felt like Lord had pressed upon my about my heart that I needed to share more. I needed to be more uh, vocal. And so I came into my training, which more uh, vocal about your faith, more vocal about what we're doing in Paraguay and, and and just kind of let it open it up a little bit because I have a tendency to just kind of keep things close and not, maybe not say things. And, uh, so I went into training and at the end of our training was about two hour training session. I said, Hey, Hey gang, I just, I want, now you understand that a lot of these people in the room, they're not church going folks or anything like that. They're just, um, they're, they're good folks. And, uh, I said, I want to step out a little bit here. i want like to share with you all just something I've been doing down in uh, down this country called Paraguay and and what, what I really believe God's doing down there. And I stepped out in faith and said that. And, and I said, you know, some of you may not want to hear this. Some of you will. And they all sat there, and I showed them a clip, a little portion of that, that, of that, uh, that TV interview that, that was being done down there. And I said, if any of you felt it on your heart to help out something that's going on down there, just let me know.
0: Jeff Ruby and I are talking today about core values
1: and your mission statement. But before Jeff was telling us
0: his great story about his involvement with a mission in Paraguay, and Jeff, I'll let you back the story up just a little bit. Welcome back, Jeff Ruby.
1: Yeah. So basically, I was talking about the fact that you just hit those you hit those slumps sometimes where when you wake up in the morning and you're working your you're kind of in your quiet time and it's kind of feeling like. Man, I, I don't know. Maybe this isn't. Maybe this mission that I'm doing. Maybe it, maybe the Lord's got something else for me. I, I don't know. It was just one of those things that he. The pastor was needing some support. I wasn't feeling equipped, and I just felt like the Lord pressed upon me that hey, you need to kind of step out a little bit, and and you need to be more vocal about what's going on down there. And I didn't know really what that meant. So, at the end of our training session on a Thursday morning, I had about twenty five people there, and I said, hey, you know. of course I hem-hawed around and it was kind of nervous and fidgety. And, and I said, you know, I just, I wanted to share something with everybody here. And if you have to go, I understand, but I really would love to, to tell you what I'm doing down in this country in South America and uh, kind of what the Lord is, what, what God's doing. And, um, you know, these people, they know where I, where my faith is. So it wasn't a surprise to them that I would talk about this. And I said, I just want to show you this. This is really cool. And I told the story about the bows and the arrows in the, in the archery club. And, and I showed a little clip of the, uh, of the, of the TV interv- show interview that uh, pastor was in. And, um, I said, if any of you ever felt it on your heart that, and you would like to help out with a great cause um, this pastor is just doing a phenomenal job down there with some young people and really the, really helping out with the culture and keeping young ki- kids off the street and putting, you know, helping them ch- you know, teach them how they should build families and, and things like this. And uh, I showed the clip, and when the, it was all over, um, everybody said, oh, well, that's nice. And, you know, I got a couple smiles and a little awkward silence in some ways. And, and uh, I kind of walked back to my office, and on my desk was a check for $2,500. That's cool amazing so blew my mind so but then
0: you were asking the lord maybe i should step back what did that tell you then
1: by the way the check was na- not made out to me and i want to make sure I, I understand. clear. That. it was made out to, to my church where it's going through my church and and we'll, we got the we got the money to him but...
0: everybody understood you're not skimming off the mission uh, All right. we got that um,
1: so what was your question
0: Well, <laughs> my question is okay you had said well lord maybe i should be stepping away and then the lord had you step out and and so, what do you feel like the Lord's telling you now about this your involvement with this mission in Paraguay?
1: Well, He's clearly telling me that He's it's not about me, and uh, that I need to I need to continuously stay connected to Him and have continuous conversation with Him, and that He's the one that's going to guide and direct my steps, and He's the one that's making everything possible. And um, you know, just it was just a not so subtle reminder that. <laughs> I I I can't do anything on my own. I can't even think straight on my own. I have to rely totally on him. And and just that it's hard, I think, for some people to understand the feeling you get, uh, how that the the feeling just kind of comes up inside of you, the feeling of joy and excitement to come up inside of you to to think that that the Lord would use me to 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 do something like that. I mean, you have to understand something that that's that twenty five hundred dollars is Is a quarter of what the pastor needs to put down on a building that he wants to buy. It's half of his year's salary. So that's an amazing thing. That's yeah. I mean, you have to put this in perspective. A lot of us think twenty five hundred bucks. Okay, still a lot of money. It's but but it's a lot of money. I mean, a lot of money for those people down there. It's it. The pastor was blown away. Completely blown away.
0: Hmm, That is cool. What a blessing. What a blessing to be part of something like that. You know, and that's really when the Lord starts to use the platform that He's given you and me. Not for what we think it's going to be used for. All of a sudden, God's using your platform with Red Rock Leadership, your skills with Red Rock Leadership, as you've gone down there and shared those leadership principles in, 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 on this, you know, in the schooling in the schools down there. God's using what He's equipped you to use uh, in a remote basis. It's it's fantastic. Yeah, it's and, and it is humbling when when you realize that God can use you in a way that. I mean, I, I get it all the time. Yeah, Jim, it's not about you. I'm like, I know, because this was never – radio was never something I was ever thinking it was going to be. Uh, that was not it. So let's go to Red Rock Leadership, because I, I really want – Red Rock leadership's one of those people hear about it, and they hear about it every day on the show. Uh, we've got those uh, – our, our take-the-lead moments that we do every day. Why did you start Red Rock Leadership?
1: I uh... – you know, I'll, I'll, everything everything with me is a story. I I actually was in the sales training business for five years. Um, When I was uh, in 2000, I I purchased a franchise, and uh, at the end of five years, I sold the franchise. and And uh, that was in 2005. Um, sold the franchise, and then within six months after selling the franchise is when I I really um really that was my moment of conversion was uh, just well just right after that moment happened. And so the Lord um, was doing a lot of things in my life at that time. And and so we moved to, we moved to Tampa, Florida, and I thought it was in search of sunshine, but, you know, come to find out that, the, you know, what God has kind of done in my life has just been amazing. But so I got here to Tampa with the expectation I was going to get back into the sales training business. And I did for a little bit, but then I went into the insurance business. And my wife said to me one day, it was in 2009, she said, uh, are you going to sell insurance for the rest of your life? And no offense to those people who sell insurance, because it's a great profession, just not for me. And uh, she could just see that maybe I wasn't, I w- you know, that wasn't maybe my my highest and best use. It wasn't u- my unique ability. And I said, what do you mean? And she says, well, you, you know, you are at the top of your game when you are in front of people and when you're speaking, when you're training and when you're coaching and when you're impacting people. And... And I, and I said, you know, Trace, we, we've been down this road before. We've talked about this. That that chapter of my life is over. It's gone. It's not going to come back. And uh, I had done, you know, when I was in the business before, I had done a lot of um, what I would consider to be not so good teaching. It was um, very, uh, you know, new agey, you know, type stuff that just really didn't, nothing biblical about it. I didn't know the Lord. I didn't know the Bible or anything about it. And, and I just felt like, you know, I, I would never, ever be able to pick up those tools again and go out there. And so her and I, she said, well we should pray about that. You know, we should really think about that. And we did, and we prayed about it. And finally, I, you know, really just felt as though, you know, Lord has pressed upon my heart that He wanted me for who I was, not who I wasn't. Um, and so I had to make some decisions. And so I I wrote a business plan and and stepped out and said, you know what? I I, I looked at it a couple different ways and said, Do I wanna do I wanna be a declared, you know, Christian business? Do I wanna do I wanna just serve uh, you know believers and you know Christians things like that and the Lord really impressed upon me that hey listen you need to get out there and just be you and let me do what I'm gonna do and so um yeah you know, we are a we're a business that's owned by a Christian and that's how we started the business.
0: well, it's a kingdom business I mean you're really making an impact all day long because you're helping others make money, you're helping them do better at their jobs I mean it's really kingdom minded yeah and then it's investing in people and it's and it's really bringing about good within our society. So the Lord moved you down to Tampa Bay though, really just to revolutionize and and transform your life. I mean that's really what the move to Tampa Bay was all about.
1: Oh, clearly. <laughs> clearly.
0: Yeah. And that's a good really in my own life. Same thing. It's like, okay. I was walking with the Lord in Minnesota, but man, my life's never been the same since I moved to Tampa Bay. Part of it's the how rough it was economically here and how much you really just had to learn to depend on the Lord. Oh yeah. But it's uh it, it's just amazing. Just being involved in a church that constantly wants to feed into you the truth that's also really something we missed in Minnesota. There wasn't we weren't involved in a church that was like that all the time just cuz they're harder to find. So, today at Red Rock Leadership, what are you doing? I mean, what is what is Red Rock Leadership all about today? What I mean, what kind of training are you
1: doing? Uh, Today, we're about launching a website. So my, uh, (laughs) you know, I'm not kidding. (laughs)
0: RedRockLeadership.com. That's RedRockLeadership.com. Check us out
1: next week after we launch our new website. Next week, okay. But we, um, no, we're in the midst of uh, some really, really fantastic things. I mean, we're having our best quarter ever um, and really reaching more people than we've ever reached before. So our... Our leadership program take the lead is clicking on all cylinders. It's we refreshed the content at the end of last year. We refreshed our content, finished our our, our content refresh on systematic foundation, which is our sales leadership program. Uh, here at the beginning of this year, and we are just you know we're 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 packing uh, we're packing our public training, and uh, we, we've got some great corporate clients and. We're just seeing some great impact. I mean, we're getting a lot of testimonials from people who are really, you know, changing and growing and sustaining growth. And uh, so we're, we're blessed and, and humbled, and we're just having a great time.
0: So you, you teach sales training, you te- le- teach leadership training, and you really teach manager, I mean, management training, correct, right?
1: Right. We say we're sales trainers and le- sales training and leadership development. And then we also have a, a platform for customer service and uh, management, and leadership, sales. So. Now, Jeff,
0: just... You know, I, I know that we were going to talk about. It. You talk with business leaders all the time about these within their businesses. Do you ever those classes that you're teaching about sales techniques and leadership techniques and and uh, customer service techniques? Do you ever have people help them find their own core values? Do you ever do you ever work on that? Individuals, yeah, individuals, absolutely. Why is it important for people to understand what their core values are?
1: Uh, If you don't have uh, core values, so, I mean, if you don't, if you don't understand kind of what you value most in life and what's at the kind of the center of your uh, kind of it, it it, kind of the center of your walk, so to speak, um, then when the times get tough and stress mounts, you're going to pretty much kind of fall for anything and do just about anything you need to do in order to survive. So... You know, for a believer, being focused on the Lord is paramount, of course. Uh, however, there are there are certain things, certain gates that we need to put in place, boundaries. Right? We need to have we need to be able to have some pillars around us to understand, kind of, you know, where are we where are we going to lean on for support? You know, what what how are we going to get through our day? Um, what are we how are we going to be able to assess in a moment what what is coming at us is. You know, a feeling or is it is it truth? Right. And so that's in my mind, that's what core values are all about. Well, and to be able to identify those core values, like you said,
0: a lot of people, first of all, a lot of people don't think they don't take time to really think and evaluate who am I and who did God create me to be. They don't take a step back, which is why I always recommend everybody go through identity and destiny powerful powerful the one of the greatest individual bible studies out there to really help you identify who did god create you to be what did he create you to do and what's your assignment and in there that's the core there's a core values exercise where it gives you 96 words try to identify your core values in a business though you take you turn that into a business how does a business have core values because business isn't people the people are the people Are, are do the core values come from the person that started the company or i mean how do you determine first of all I want to ask you twelve questions at once. How do core values apply
1: to business? Well, so you let me. I'm not sure what question you just asked me, but let me <laughs> let me just answer one of them. Um, so wow, okay. okay, that was rough. Okay, <laughs> that's okay. I can take it. I can take it. It's all right. Uh, You know, so there's a, a business has a culture, okay, and when a when a an individual or individuals start a business, begin a business, There, there's a certain culture. So the, the, the way that, that people interact, uh, the decisions that are made, the focus, the, uh, the intensity, everything plays into the culture. Well, it's really, really important that you identify some key, I would just say some key words that would help you more describe what your culture is, and um, because... People will say to me all the time, boy, we need need to change the culture around here. And I'll say, well, actually, uh, you can't really change a culture. You really need to identify it first. And I have the same issue when I teach people, you know, people want uh, uh, time management training. And And I say, the first thing I say is, well, first of all, tell me how many hours are in a week. And they say forty. Uh, I said no. That's that's how many hours there are in a work week. There's 160 hours in a week. Most people don't know that. I said so. Before I can teach you how to manage your time, I first have to teach you the value of it. So, in order for me to teach you how to manage your culture, not not change it because you don't even know what it is. First of all, we have to identify it. So right. let's identify it, and then let's manage that culture. We can shift it a little bit. You know, we could if it got off track, we can bring it back. But in my mind, that's kind of what core values are all about. Well,
0: and in a small business like you know your business or my business, in order to change the culture, it's not going to happen unless you and I are changing because we're leading we're leading the battle, and right? We and we don't we portray our core values into the business, or we we bring those core values into the business because we're the presidents of the business,
1: right? Well, here's what a small business has to be concerned about, just like a family has to be concerned. We're as a small business, we're a family, and so you know profit is not a Core value. I have to remind small business owners of that all the time. You know, profit is not a core value because a lot of times when you're running a small business, you, you know, you're you're running thin. You 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 don't have a deep. Many times you don't have deep pockets. You can't just have people on the bench, you know, waiting there for when you get busy, being able to oh here I need to pull these people off the bench and help me with my busy work. Now, okay, we're not so busy anymore. Sit back there and the money just keeps flowing in. It's not that way at all. So there's a lot of emotion that that occurs in a small business. A lot of emotion occurs in a family. You know, as a family's growing, well, as a small business is growing, there's a lot of emotion, a lot of moving, a lot of turning. And so we have to be real, real, real careful about how we go about, uh, you know, Leading our team, leading our flock, so to speak. So you know, when when things get tough at Red Rock, you know, and I, I'm I'm gonna I'm you know my team's listening to me right now. I'm I'm more than an emotional creature. I'm you know it's it gets it gets crazy, and so we have to you know sit down have a have a family meeting, and you know one of the things we'll do is we'll address our core values, and we'll say, okay, hold on a minute, let's just look and see, are we serving our customers right? Are we what are we doing? Are we being honest with ourselves, right? Are we being are we being truthful? Are we are we as prepared as we need to be? are we diligent are we determined so you got to have as a leader you've got to have a place to come back to and have some keywords that are identifiable to your team so your team knows you're for real and they're like okay well oh he okay he he's not really he's not going to jump off the deep end he really okay he's okay we can all come back now everybody kind of comes back and we sit down and and kind of touch it's safe right touch home be safe that kind of thing. It's
0: it's interesting how you even have to remind yourself. You teach this stuff all day long, and you have to get remind yourself. Sometimes it's so easy to get off track. <laughs> yeah, you laugh. You're like, yeah, that's that's right. I mean, it's so easy to get off track. We get we get destination in mind, task oriented, and all of a sudden we and and in a business, especially when things if you're having a bad month, you're like, okay, well, I'm not making money there. Maybe I should try making money over here. Well, but that pulls me off of my. Mission statement pulls me off of my core value. That doesn't fit. It right. doesn't fit. It's not It's not our sweet spot as a business. So how does a company go about identifying core values? Because like you said, you can't fix the culture unless you identify the culture. You can't really, everybody needs to identify those core values. How do you help a company recognize what their core values are?
1: So, there, you know, we have to be real careful with buzzwords because you know integrity is a buzzword out there today it's like i don't think there's a there's a website in in the probably in the country that doesn't have integrity you know built into it you know in three or four or five different places everybody claims to have integrity everybody you know wants to be honest and all these kind of things that's all fine and good but the, at the end of the day let's make sure that we're focusing on things that define your culture so what i'll do is i'll have a a, a group pull together i'll say a leadership team pull together your stakeholders and sometimes there's two of them and sometimes there's 10 of them and sometimes there's more and what we'll do is we'll just draw concentric circles right so we'll have kind of um a circle that uh that we'll talk about who who do we serve who are we what do we do OK, and then the third circle that kind of comes together is how do we do what we do? All right, Jeff, we're talking
0: about core values and mission statements today. And, the, and, I, and I keyed off on the core values because I am often amazed at how few business owners, and I mostly deal with Christian business owners, they have no idea what really drives them or their business from a core value standpoint. They're just their core value. So they think is profit.
1: Right. And that's, as you said, that's not a core value. Right. There there are three key ingredients, right? You, you have to have mission, you have to have a vision, and then you have to have values. And so, you know, mission, vision, values. And so I was talking about the idea that the concentric circles, right? So what I'll do is I'll have the stakeholders get together and develop a um, three, really kind of three groups of answers. So who are you? Who do you serve? And that is internally and externally. What do you do? And what do you do good? What do you do that's not so good? What have you done in the past? What are some of your experiences? So we exhaust the word, the question what, and then we exhaust the question how. How do we do it? How have we done it? How have we thought about doing it? And we just, we really can't come up with a list of of answers. And then what I do is I, I say, I want you to look for commonality. In all three of these groups of questions, and if you could find the commonality and bring it all together, so if you get, say you have 40 different responses to these three questions, bring it down to the final four, and then let's take a look at at what are the final four and see if we can't uncover why do you actually do what you do. You know, I had a I
0: had a guest on the show last year sometime, a guy named Todd Hopkins with Office Pride. You oh, might, yeah. have, might have heard of him. Yep, and he Todd. and he, he takes his core values and he sticks them on the back of his business card. Mm-hmm. And he calls them his decision filters. Right. You ever heard it talk, oh, talked yeah. about that like that? Yep.
1: He's written a couple of books and uh really kind of yeah, points that out. Yep.
0: Well and I like that idea because really in our personal lives, our core values are Our decision filters. No question. But a lot of times that happens without any forethought. In other words, we haven't identified our core values. It just kind of, they're there, but we never even thought about them. So sometimes when we go to make a decision and we're pressed for time or we're pressed for, we're just under pressure we compromise our core values because we're not. We don't really. We haven't identified what they are.
1: Doesn't well, that happen in business? It does. And and you have to think about this. That when you know we we talk we've talked a lot about on the show about the the concept of emotional intelligence and what that really means is to be emotionally intelligent. That just means being able to understand yourselves and the emotions of the people around you, and in order to make those critical decisions when you need to make them. Well, when you have core values, um, you're less likely to compromise. Um, if you're able to catch, and, and those are those are front and center. You know, for our core values, we have them on our wall in a couple of different places in the office. We also all have laminated cards, and we carry them around with us. They're on our website. they're, they're they we kind of put them everywhere that we, just as reminders. And and you know what ends up happening is when times get tense and things happen and you know a customer might call a customer might call or something might happen to you know you get a, a bill in that's higher than you thought it was going to be you know those are those moments when you know we we, we feel that temptation to uh, you know get get angry or cheat or or do something that maybe we shouldn't do or bend the truth a little bit this way or or compromise and you know as as a as a Christian business owner, we, we never want to do that. And I'm not one for leaning on, uh, you know, our, our typical, you know, church cliches, you know what I mean? And I think a lot of times we'll, those aren't core values either. You know what I mean? Church cliches like, uh, well, I, I rest on the Lord, you know, I rest in the Lord and some of those things, which are all true, right? Well, I trust the Lord. Those are all true, right? but but the reality is at the end of the day, um you know, you should be living those things. You know, you shouldn't have to say those things. You should live those things. Our core values, I love that are our our decision filters.
0: Give me a good example of a company that many people may know about and how they implement their core values.
1: Uh, sure. Wow, well, that's um I would say. You know, I work with emerging growth companies that are five to fifty million, and so um, I, I'm not working with a lot of corporate corporate type clients. So,
0: but you might be able to identify some that you know what they are.
1: Sure, um, I would say, you know, I'll go ahead and just I'll play I'll play this this card out. I, I do a lot with Idlewild. I, that's, okay. that's the church I go to, yep. and um, you know, I have an opportunity to you know be on the uh, personnel committee and and in the mission advisory team and and some other things. And uh, what I have seen, and what really, um, really makes it, really kind of makes it for me when I look at the way Idlewild runs, uh, the way that they do things, is they they live out their mission statement, right? They live out their core values, and they 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 visit those. I have another client actually, uh, which some companies may or may not know of. The name of the company is Helicon. Uh, they're over in um, they're over by USF, but been working with them for about six years. And uh, when I was working with the president of the company, Jay Silver, we uh, we we went through a business planning, uh, strategic business plan, and he developed his core values and a strategy statement, things like that. And I remember going in six thirty in the morning and and being with him and his team, his uh, his field team, and he would come in and they would always they would always uh, recite the company mission statement in the meeting. And so you have these front liners, 6.30 in the morning, everyone, you know, signed and they'd have to, they'd prepare all week just to read the mission statement. And today, five years later, uh, amazing culture, amazing culture, right? And Jay's not not in the business anymore. He's able to work on the business. He's a visionary. People are taking, you know, hold of the, they're responsible. You know, they're, they really look to him as that leader who helped teach them what the core values were and why those were important and to stick to those, you know, stick to those, uh, those pillars that they had put in place. And so, you know, th- those are just a couple of examples that really come to mind.
0: That was a good example. I, I love that. And-, and, he- and he transformed his culture by constantly reminding people and redirecting them every day. Hey, here's where we come from. So let's go into mission statements. Not that we're all done with core values, but we've run- we're going to run out of time. And we said, we we're going to talk about mission statements too. First of all, What is a mission statement?
1: Sure, I, I mean, I'll tell you that our mission statement. Uh, I'll use my our, as an example. You're talking first, Red Rock, Red, Red Rock, Red and, Rock
0: Leadership. You can find them online at redrockleadership.com.
1: That's right. Thank you. The um, first of all, I want people to understand that you know there are core values that that your marketing company, your your web developer <laughs> will help you develop, right? Your um, and, and mission statement, things like that. But what we're talking about today is something that's much more internal. And so our mission statement, we we didn't release that to the public for for a while. I mean, it wasn't something like we didn't we didn't pay a company to develop our mission statement. And I don't advise people pay people don't pay uh, uh, an organization to, to write your mission statement or to write your core values. So we spent some time, we went on a retreat and we really kind of we 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 meditated on it. we 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 you know we really talked about it, we kicked it around and we came up with our core values which are to be trustworthy, prepared, diligent and determined. And then what we our, our mission statement is to be faithful to God and excellent in all we do. And so and and you know that that mission statement right there, it happens in order like we want to be faithful to God and then we want to be excellent in all that we do and um that's just you know when when you develop that mission statement it should really be sort of a byproduct of your core values so first you develop your core values and then really talk about your core values and talk about what what are your core values trying to say if you had to if you had to give one sentence that would that would define your core values what would it be and it has to be it doesn't have to be perfect but it has to be personal And the whole leadership team has to be, has to absolutely be bought into it. And they've got to be willing to, to assess people on it. And you've got to be able to hold people accountable to it. You know, I tell people all the time, hire and fire people based on your core values. You know, if, if people are not adhering to your core values, if people are not living in accordance with your mission statement, right, you, they're probably not on the right bus. And, um, it, you know, you you have a job as a steward over the business to, you know, as, as the shepherd, so to speak, to look over that group and protect your clients and, and your employees. We're talking today with Jeff Ruby from Red Rock Leadership
0: about core values. Now we're on a mission statements and understanding the value. I love what you said, that yours is faithful to God, excellent in all that we do. Hey, just by the way, we've got a couple of books to give away today. Idols. In your life, idols of the heart. Love to be able to give that away today. Brought to you by mtlmagazine.com, 877-943-9673. Hey, are you struggling with anything on the throne of your life that's not the Lord? 877-943-9673. Call right now. All right, you said that the mission statement doesn't have to be perfect, but it, but it has to be you. So in other words, it's got to be real. It's got to be from the heart.
1: Has to be. Has to be.
0: Because if it's not
1: what happens well then you're gonna you gonna have a lack of integrity um you, you know and we hold each other accountable to that and you know just today before i got here before i came here we we had a little team meeting and you know we we got sideways on a couple of things that we were uh that we were working on and because we were busy things are stacking up and and you you know people tend to you know working on your own thing and and we had to, we brought it back to say okay wait a minute Are are we, are we being faithful here? Are we, you know, are we, let's bring it back home. Let's just bring it back inside. And as soon as we do that, it's, it's like, that's kind of the safe zone. Everybody, as soon as I say, Hey, let's bring it back to our core values. Let's bring it back inside here for Mm -hmm. just a minute. And everybody just kind of forgets about, okay, hold on. Okay. Let me let go of my pride for a couple of minutes. Let's see what happens here. And we all kind of come in under that umbrella that mission statement. And then we challenge each other. We hold each other accountable to it. So you really
0: just cause everybody to set aside their pride and just, it's a redirection. It's a grounding. Okay, let's get back to what what we are all about. Right. And then let's move forward. That's it. And, and that's, uh, how many times we got to do that? Sometimes I got to do that multiple times a day.
1: Right. Right. But here's the thing Jim here's what we can't forget about is that that mission statement really keeps us grounded that mission statement is about the ride that you're on right the vision is sort of about that destination that you that you that you see out there into the future which obviously we have we have no control on what god's going to do god is sovereign and and he's He's the overseer, but here's the thing. It does say in the Bible that without a vision, people will perish. Mm-hmm. And so Well, it,
0: you've seen it in businesses of without course. a vision. I mean, well, we've seen it in
1: churches, right? We've seen it in, in families. Seen it a lot in churches. Right.
0: I never even thought about that. Yeah, with lack vision. I mean, but you do see churches suffer and fail. Right. Without vision.
1: Right. But we've got to be able to see what does it look like into the future. And and here's the thing. It's gonna it's not ever a smooth ride. And sometimes it's a fast ride, sometimes it's a slow ride, sometimes it's bumpy.
0: Well, and, and, I, and the Lord, I've been studying with Martha this year, uh, the Jesus calling, and, and one of the, this was back in January, is still racking in my head, that trust is wrapped up in adversity. Those are those bumps, that's that, that delays, those things that, that works on us. All right, we're talking today with Jeff Ruby from Red Rock Leadership. Find him online at redrockleadership.com. All right, we're talking about mission statements, and you said some really powerful things. You know, mission is about the ride, but vision is about the end game. I like that. That was good, and, and your, the you said another powerful thing. That mission it doesn't have to be perfect when you write it up, but it has to be you. It has to be true. So when you see companies live according to their mission statement, what kind of result do you see?
1: Well, first of all, there's there's less of an opportunity to get off track, and. You know, it haste makes waste, as my grandmother always says. And so we, we can tend to get in a hurry. And, you know, it's it allows you to, first of all, if you have a business, marketing and packaging is a is a big part of that. So we, sh- we need to define what it is we're going to sell and what sort of a profit we're going to make off of that. And then wh- what are we going to do with that profit and how many people are going to hire and, you know, the, the whole business planning thing. And many of us plan, do the business plan, And then we, we, we step out into the, into the real world. And next thing, you know, you, you, you thought that you were selling uh, widgets and now you're selling, you know, widgets, but they're not really widgets anymore. There's something else. that was a creation that you thought, well, if I try this and people, I find people all the time, you know, expanding their businesses. And so they, their business becomes something that, that so far away from what their core was and what they started with. And it really wasn't planned, you know, and, um, I don't believe in luck. And so, uh, how they get there is they they just sort of migrate there. And I don't know that that a company like that ever really is it realizes migration
0: or wandering.
1: I think it's wandering, yeah, because yeah. I think
0: because I think that's more of a bigger key.
1: Yeah. And I think what ends up happening is they get themselves to a place where they don't realize their full potential.
0: Oh, boy, Jeff, we got to come to the end of the show. What a great conversation on core values and mission statements. If you want to get involved with a company that can help you with all these things, Red Rock Leadership is that company. So if you're wandering from your mission statement or maybe you don't even know what your mission statement is or your core values are, Red Rock Leadership can help you with that. Find them online at redrockleadership.com. Jeff, thank you so much for a great conversation today.
1: You're welcome. It's great to be here. Thank you.
0: All right, as we come to the end of another I Work For Him show, what did you learn today about how you can impact your workplace with your faith? Hopefully you learned something, certainly understanding who you are. What are your core values? What is your personal mission statement? And how does that impact how you go to work? So what did you learn? You know, we learned today that our faith, it impacts our workplace and it's really important when you impact your workplace on purpose. As as Jeff shared right at the beginning of the show today, the Lord said, "Hey, I want you to step out a little bit." When when Jeff started questioning, "Hey, am I am I helping the right ministry? Am I in the right spot?" The Lord says, no, you need to step out a little bit. And, and really, that's the truth in all of our lives. The Lord just wants us to take that step of faith, just like Indiana Jones in the last crusade as he's standing across that great chasm before he goes to find the Holy Grail, and he has to take that last step of faith, and there's a bridge on how to get there. Most of us are standing at the cliff going, I'm not jumping across that. I can't jump across that. And the Lord goes, no, no, there's a bridge. You just can't see it. That's the way he is with our lives. He never calls us to do anything without giving us the tools to accomplish it that's the heavenly father that we serve you've been listening to i work for him with your host jim brangenberg i'm a christ follower and i own my own business but you know the answer to this i work for him